0: Hello guys, today I have my college friend as a guest in this podcast. Now, he is somebody who might discuss a lot of tech about, especially laptops, PC builds, and all of that. We'll get into that soon. But before all of that, I'll ask him to introduce himself, only by an alias, and why did he choose that name?
1: Hi Anshul and everyone who's listening to this podcast. My name, or rather my alias today, will be Jay. And um, this is in reference to... The owner of the channel Jay's Two Cents from YouTube. There are multiple PC build channels on YouTube that do builds, recommendations, benchmark testing, and everything in between. But uh, what I listen to most, what I watch most, are channels like Dave2D, Linus Tech Tips, obviously, and Jay's Two Cents. But Jay, I think I like him much more than the others because he keeps his stuff very simple and like in terms of explanation. And he also talks in a way that is much more relatable to layman terminology of what PC building is. So, yeah, I like his natural approach to PC building and his welcoming attitude to people into that community.
0: That is absolutely true. Even he is in my subscriber list. Obviously, I prefer a different channel though you must know about it is Linus Tech Tips. I'm a huge, huge fan because the, he talks about everything from PC building to laptops and all the tech in between from crazy stuff which I can never attain. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not even in the consumer space. Yeah. And obviously Jays because there are Jays does things which you know we can replicate at our homes i remember some of his videos you know some of these small tips uh, in terms of software upgrades or whenever you're buying a new laptop what are the things that you require just to get everything started or to remove all the bloatwares small things like that which are not covered by the big production houses so that is why you know jay's is always a favorite there as well so you know let's just jump into the meat of the matter just for everyone here we had a lot of fun in college just discussing tech from laptops, mobile phones, PC buildings and all of that. And we might just give you a glimpse of what we used to discuss right here. But before that, just to give a base or set up a base for everyone who is listening to understand what a computer is and you know why are certain parts more important than the others. Right. I'll ask you when, let's say, building a PC or choosing a laptop, what are the top four or five critical factors that you should you need to look at and just explain them in the most simplest of terms
1: so first off to start with i would uh, straight away like to differentiate between thinking about uh, buying a pc and thinking about buying a laptop because they are definitely two very different form factors and meant for two very different kinds of users and the things that you will need to take care of and want to take care of will differ well let's first look at desktops so obviously starting from the physical form factor that everyone who's not very into tech stuff might want to think about is that whether you have enough space and uh, the right kind of space to put your desktop in first of all because that's how that's where we start building a desktop and i'm assuming that if you want to know about this stuff in even a little bit of depth that you would like to build at least part of your system and not just buy a wholly built system from the market. So it's definitely uh, worth it to consider ki whether I want a bigger, uh, like full-size tower or I want a mini tower, which will then be used for mini motherboards, mini ATX they're called. So apart from that, desktops generally for a cheaper price, they give you a lot, of, lot more bang. And when it comes to components, there's going to be little difference between components of desktop and uh, laptops. Talking about the physical aspects of buying laptops, you are going to obviously look into portability and uh, battery in- in capacity and how big the screen is and whether you like the touchpad or uh, the keyboard or not, depending upon whether you like to type or whether you have to type too much for work and uh, is. It kind of a desktop replacement laptop, that has a, that is a new segment that has come up where people who like to game are using their laptops for productivity or buying laptops that are cheaper and you can take them around in places but also do all your main work on that same machine instead of having to splurge on two different machines. Now, if you think about components, I think obviously everyone knows from ads and all the commercials that we see online that cpus and gpus are one of the two most expensive things that you're going to buy for your system and even in a laptop that is the two things that you're going to pay specific attention to and uh, even though the assumption of people that yeah if i have a better cpu or a better gpu my laptop is going to perform better it might not be necessarily that but yeah so coming to what you should specifically take care of in terms of desktop you should First of all, take care that you don't spend most chunk of your budget on the CPU and then be left with very little money for things like GPU and uh, or the video card rather and uh, RAM and everything else because it's very important regardless of whether you are creating a desktop or a laptop, you need to have a system that is well balanced because in the long run that is going to give you the most utility compared to whatever you are ready to spend. If you buy a laptop or a desktop with a banging CPU, but then don't have budget left for a GPU, you're going to basically bottleneck your own system. And in cases of desktops, that might not be a problem. So you need to take care of that too, because desktops, you can basically add GPUs to them. So if you don't have the money now, you can just upgrade to a GPU later. And if gaming is not your priority, then I think it's going to be much better that way. But laptops come with GPUs, inbuilt into the motherboard and CPUs and GPUs are soldered into the motherboard so you're not going to be able to replace them. So replacing a CPU and GPU basically will mean replacing the entire laptop.
0: Yeah, only if you don't have probably 6-7 lakhs uh, and you are buying an Alienware I think that there's a new model, right? Which was well, giving an option of putting a desktop grade CPU in a laptop and replacing It uh, over time and even the GPU It's just absurd on how Technology is moving and changing When you go beyond a certain sort of price limit
1: Yeah, it's extremely It's not proportional, let's say it's, It doesn't really seem fair that for getting incremental updates, small updates, small upgrades, small advantages. You need such large amounts of money, but uh, well, it's the way it is. If, uh, if I had my will running on the market, the market would run very differently. But clearly, I'm no economics expert, so I'm not uh, qualified to comment on that.
0: That's actually a great explanation to anybody, you know. I'm not sure if this is even a crash course or something, but it's just some basics on what we will be discussing today on, you know, why we favor certain parts more than others. We will be discussing more of this in detail on a use case basis, as we will see, you know, where gaming comes into picture, where uh, working working in sense like probably you're just only working on Google Sheets or Excel or that's it more office traditional work or if you're working with video editing audio editing or things like that you might need a different kind of system but I think with time from what i have seen researching about this components and all of that i don't know about you but all of them seem to be same like if you like for a certain price point if you get a system a well-balanced system it can actually do all three tasks it can you know play games it can render well render the videos well or and it can be good at productivity too so with i think more better technology and with these new age processors and gpus that are coming out on the market on a daily basis i'm sure you can build a really really good PC or by a laptop on a very reasonable range
1: right yeah so first of all yes I absolutely agree with you we are no experts on this and this is just a discussion that we're going to have about things that we've seen and we personally prefer on systems right and if you want to have an expert opinion on your system I would highly recommend people like Linus and uh, channels like JS2 js2 and bitwit uh, I don't know there are numerous channels there out there uh, on YouTube And uh, for expert opinion, I would definitely prefer that you go to them. But yeah, in terms of uh, balanced builds and balanced systems, they do tend to do all or most of the jobs pretty well. And in like a level that is quite equivalent to each other, there are small incremental changes to how specific components are uh, used in specific either uh, applications or even specific softwares that do the same thing but use two different resources differently. Your performance is really going to be affected based on what hardware you're using and what software you're using in combination with each other. So an average overview is, I say again, not going to give you an entire picture of what it will be like to use a system. But uh, the discussions that we have today might be able to help you think about, okay, if I want to do this and if I want to do that, I need general this kind of hardware and that is
0: what I'm helping. Yeah, great. So, you know what? Let's just directly jump into with all this disclaimers and discussions, <laughs> let's just directly jump into the fun stuff, uh, which we really enjoy and always have been doing. So, why don't you take away with the laptop recommendations first? So, we decided before the show that we'll have four different price brackets and accordingly, we'll suggest laptops, which, you know, might be something suitable. Uh, it was really difficult to search laptops uh, because Amazon does not show prices right now for some reason because of this lockdown. So, kudos to Jay here who has done quite a bit of research and found out prices from different websites so let's just take it away let's directly jump into the cheapest uh, laptop which 25,000 range first of all give us a laptop recommendation and then i might have some follow-up questions on that one
1: yeah sure so we have uh, first of all let me preface this by saying whatever laptops that i'm going to recommend and whatever hardware that i will recommend today their prices and their sticking to the price ranges might be a little iffy because first of all or as you all know we are in a lockdown. So we have to look at many different, I've had to look at many different sources of for shopping and everything to look at the prices. And I have ranges of prices for things and they might not necessarily be applicable. And also these prices might change because of how the market is going to change after the lockdown. I'm assuming hardware will either, it can go either way. So take all these price recommendations with a grain of salt. But having said that, our first of the four price ranges is under 25,000 rupee laptop. And it was really difficult to choose a laptop for this range because as we know, hardware prices are going up day by day. And uh, there are many manufacturers with many models, especially in India where the market is leaning towards low-range to mid-range laptops. But according to me, my specific recommendation for a laptop would be the HP Notebook 15 DB, that is Delta Bravo 1069AU which comes in at around 28000 according to the HP store but generally what i have noticed is that every retailer be it online or offline will provide you at least uh, 4 to 5000 rupees of on normal prices on laptops without even offers going on because generally that is uh, the range at which laptops tend to sell.
0: That is true. So why did you choose this? Like what specifications uh, made you decide on this particular laptop?
1: Right. So first of all, uh, let me say at this price range, I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubble if you wanted that in this price range, but you're not going to get a very powerful system. But this system, in my opinion, will work absolutely perfectly for people who have average use and people who might have have this price range in their budget. So I chose HP specifically because HP has very good build quality. At this price range at least compared to other laptops and they hardly ever break and they feel quite sturdy. It's still made of all plastic but it's going to feel good. I like the keyboard other than the arrow keys, the infamous arrow keys on HP keyboards, which are smaller on the up and down side. I have no idea why they do that. But the rest of the keyboard, I have experienced, I have owned an HP laptop. I have run, as you know, for uh, two, two and a half years on that laptop, and it has never given me any trouble other than for me tinkering with it. I think if I hadn't done that, then the laptop would have run absolutely
0: flawlessly. Just one caveat to all of this, especially in the 25,000 range, if anybody, if you don't have any option, and you have to buy a very low-budget laptop, I understand, but if there is an option of getting a laptop on a more decent range, please go for around 40-50k, I would suggest, because that will last you for a long time, because I did a mistake of buying a laptop, which was around 20k Lenovo laptop, and it didn't support me even for one and a half years. The screen broke i had to you know pay so much just to get that repaired and i'm happy he got a new laptop so i could u- use his old laptop for 6 or so months just to pass through college and get my new laptop soon so i understand why you would prefer hp
1: also i think there is something to be said about buying anything cheaper because going below a certain price point it's just going to give you more trouble than it is worth and i can understand if you can't afford that laptop at that point you have no other choice but if you can afford to splurge two or three k and you're on the fence thinking whether it'll be worth it should i just not spend that three thousand and buy something else with it i would highly recommend that you do spend that money and get a little bit of upgrade even if you can because it not only affects the components that you have inside but also the overall experience having said that this specific laptop that i chose is because of Well, this price range has been actually revitalized, let me mention before, uh, by AMD because Intel was really not helping by kicking their prices up on every new processor generation that came. So, let me preface again by saying that you are going to get some recommendations from me that will not seem quite intuitive and that might just be because, especially in India, for a long time we've looked at AMD as a chip manufacturer that supplies smaller low cost chips that don't work very well that are slow, that are sluggish, that are very difficult to operate not available uh, plenty but if I think after you're done with this podcast you'll see that AMD has changed the game completely
0: now. Oh I'm pretty sure that all our recommendations would have an AMD component in it. I'm actually waiting for a more meaty PC build I'm going to see that if any of us have included an Intel chipset. Yeah, but let's go on with the laptop recommendation. Yeah, The CPU choice for your laptop.
1: Yes, so this actually comes with an APU, but uh, trust me, you won't be kind of disappointed by this. This is the AMD Ryzen 3 3200 mobile processor.
0: The
1: 3200U, in fact. It has a base clock of about 2.6 GHz and can boost up to 3.5 GHz on much heavier workloads it is not overclockable though and it is a dual core cpu which might seem like a little bit of a hit but considering that in this price range intel provides you with an intel pentium gold processor which also comes as a dual core processor but has no threads and doesn't boost very well and does not do very well with multi-threaded processes i think this is absolutely the right choice to go It also comes with a Radeon Vega 3 graphics integrated into it.
0: So, just for somebody who might not understand these LEGOs that we're using, these are just model numbers for uh, GPUs that we're talking about and From game playing standpoint, I'm not sure whether you'll have an awesome experience. I'm not sure whether they'll be able to push 60 FPS in any other game apart from CSGO that also in very low settings all across.
1: Oh, no, no, it won't. It might hold 60 FPS on CSGO because CSGO is a really less demanding game, but other games that you might want to play, it's absolutely not going to be able to handle those. So gaming, I think below a 50,000 budget should definitely be out of your mind.
0: Okay, so we have the CPU here, that's the Ryzen 3. And uh, we have the GPU, the included GPU obviously in the APU. And how much RAMs did you find? This
1: has four GPUs of RAM, DDR4 RAM which is good but 2400 megahertz ram cpu does support up to 2666 megahertz so there is room for upgradability i think you won't be able to go above 16 gigabytes anyways
0: yeah obviously like whenever upgrading please read the user manual and scar through the internet because there are many small specifications that you need to take care of when upgrading either ram or anything else for that matter nowadays laptops any which is the upgradability is reducing uh, day by day but i think the two major components that you can upgrade uh, down the line is i think the storage and the ram just let's go to the directly the storage part for this laptop did you find a ssd in this laptop first
1: no you will not find uh, a laptop with an inbuilt ssd at this price range probably it has to do with the fact that most ssds cost uh, one third of this laptop's price itself so including uh, ssds will pump the price up what this laptop does have is a hard drive which is a one terabyte seta hard drive which runs at 5400 rpm so again not blazing fast but it will get your job done pretty
0: good again for somebody who is wondering what is the difference between ssd and hard drive hard drive is a storage device but it has moving parts a lot on the slower end ssd you can imagine it as your pen drive but a bit larger so it has you know flash memory there so there is no moving parts a lot faster okay so that's one thing to keep in mind Below 25,000 we did not find an SSD and probably a recommendation from anyone you would see is if you are getting any computer equipment at this day and age, going without an SSD is a real pain, which I have experienced first hand.
1: Actually, I'll tell you what the problem is. People have gotten used to phones and phones cannot have They cannot work with hard drives and all they have is flash Correct. So people are not used to those load times anymore and HDDs will give you that load time. So yeah, it's just going to be a lot slower and sluggish.
0: Yes. So if you ever are looking for a laptop or a desktop, please prefer for SSD as your boot drive and by that I mean to have your operating system on that drive so that at least you can run your system processes or the system tasks you know at a faster rate and you don't feel the loading times uh, so much so let's jump in quickly into the next category which we have decided is under 50,000 so which laptop did you find there
1: so under 50,000 actually 50,000 rupees is a really good budget for a laptop a mid-range laptop that you might use a little for work a little for play and something like that it's not too expensive and it's not too cheap that you'll get bad parts so i've divided this segment this section into two i found a work laptop and a gaming laptop in fact for the next three price ranges that we have for all those three price ranges i have recommendations for both a work laptop and a gaming laptop
0: okay that's good to hear so let's go first with let's say work
1: yeah so first we'll go off with the work laptop and the work laptop that i would recommend for this price range that is under fifty thousand rupees will be the acer aspire 3 thin a315 55G so again solid laptop I think Intel has still been very strong in the mid-range market they give good CPUs at mid-range prices that most of the consumers I think are located at anyways this laptop will cost you around 47000 to 49000 so yeah let's get into the specs of this laptop it has an 8th generation Core i7-8565U again mobile processor it has 8 gigabytes of RAM it has a one terabyte hard drive, it comes with Windows 10 pre-installed and it has a 2GB dedicated GPU, the MX230 which should be good enough for, what do you say, medium settings on, on games. It should work absolutely fine for it. If you want a work laptop that looks sleek, I prefer you check this laptop out. It's all black, it has a metallic finish on the body, it looks perfect if you step into a boardroom with this laptop. It will not look weird, it will look absolutely fine, and look professional and it's not too flashy. It will give you excellent battery backup and it has a full HD screen so it's good for media consumption too.
0: Yeah, and any which ways, like, if you get a good laptop at an affordable price, in this price range, later down the line, you can always upgrade it with an SSD. And that would, you know, extend your laptop's life for another few more years. So, So, let's move on to a more gaming option now. So, which laptop did you go for the gaming option?
1: Again, this is an Acer laptop. It's the Acer Nitro 5 AN51543R2M9. Talking about the specs of this laptop. So, here is where Ryzen comes in. If you want a laptop with good specs, you cannot afford a laptop with Intel under 50,000 rupees. That is for sure. This laptop comes with a Ryzen 5 CPU. It also comes with an RX 560X. So it does not have an integrated GPU, but it has a dedicated GPU, which is also a Radeon GPU. So it will be better for gaming. Definitely, this has a full HD screen. It comes with 256 gigs of SSD and a one terabyte hard drive. It has 8 gigabytes of RAM and yeah, it's the same Acer Nitro laptop on a black and red theme. It looks absolutely stunning when you look at it, like all the Acer Nitro laptops do. And it's nothing special to write home about, but uh, if you want to get gaming done in 50,000 and you're starting to game and all, this laptop is definitely going to be worthwhile.
0: Yeah, that's actually a very nice recommendation. You actually get a Ryzen 5 3rd gen CPU there and with a good gpu though personally i would prefer a more nvidia based gpu because i'm more comfortable with that but i understand within the price ranges that is something which is a limitation but again uh don't doubt me it's a really good cpu you can at least play all the i think the triple a games near about 60 fps i would say not above but near about that uh,
1: you will get 60 fps if you keep your uh, resolution up to 720p full hd it might jump around between 40 to 50 fps. I would recommend if you want a 60 fps smooth experience, you go to medium settings on this laptop, but you won't have to make the graphics look like they're from a separate era. They will look absolutely fine for the screen that this laptop has, and it won't suffer much because it does not have a Nvidia. Having said that, I would have preferred an Nvidia MX230 in this laptop. I understand that to push up the
0: prices, but what can we do? Yeah, I absolutely understand on that one. Probably a small note, FPS is the frames per second. Like, just to say in a very rudimentary and not too complex way, the more frames per second, basically it's the number of frames that are coming onto your screen. So the more information you have, the better you could see the better you can play so it's helpful if it's more than 60 fps because it's a more smoother gameplay it's a more clearer gameplay and all of that
1: basically a video that you see on your laptop is made of a sequence of images frames are basically those images and the more images that you get on the screen the smoother it will look to your eye now FPS I'll let you know becomes important on online gaming if you don't do much online gaming and on are only planning to play single-player titles either Sprinter Cell or you like to play GTA 5 offline or you like to play The Division offline. Anything that you play offline, single player, you should be fine with 40-50 fps. I would recommend that you lower your resolution, go to 60 fps if you want to play games like CSGO and Fortnite because it will help you with your aim and performance. So let's jump into the 75,000 rupee category. Yeah. So. This is a kind of a sweet spot for one company that I prefer and uh, Anshul will know this. I also own the laptop by this company. It's called MSI. MSI does something very good with their laptops in the mid to high range where they give excellent value for money their laptops look beautiful they are a little questionable on build quality their hinges are a little too tight and the plastic tends to break around because they use thin chassis but those are easily replaceable parts msi now has a very good service network all around the country but what you will get in return for that is a system that costs around 20 15 to 20k less than any other comparable system on the market by any other brand at least under 1.5 lakh for work. I would recommend MSI Modern 15 uh, Modern 14 rb This laptop will cost you right about around 68,000 to 75,000. Yeah, getting into the specs, this comes with an i7 10th gen CPU. It's the 10510U. It's a mobile processor. You get 8 gigabytes of RAM. You can upgrade it to up to 32 gigabytes. It uses DDR4 memory, minimum 2666 megahertz. It has a 512 gigabyte SSD. Does not come with an HDD do. I think you'll, if you look at the laptop, you'll understand because this laptop is absolutely sleek. This laptop is the most beautiful laptop I have seen in this price range for a work laptop. And coming from MSI, that was a surprise to me because they launched this range, I think last year. MSI generally used to have extremely thick, heavy, laptops that did not look good in a work environment. They've come a long way since then, and this laptop looks beautiful. It has a screen that goes completely flat. The panel is absolutely beautiful. It's a full HD panel. It has, I think the best color that it comes in is grayish color and it has a brushed aluminum finish to it. And it has backlit keyboards and it has an extremely thin bezel and all the shabang that you need for this kind of a laptop to look good.
0: and what gpu did uh, we find in this laptop
1: it comes with the mx250 gpu this is a replacement for the what you used to get as the gt940 or gt970ms within that price it performs exceptionally though it might be a bottleneck to your cpu but uh, this laptop i think is more aimed towards people who do graphic design and productivity work where uh, it tends to be a lot cpu intensive than gpu intensive so i think that's a fair trade-off and it's not like the mx250 is bad you can run AAA titles on high settings not ultra i would not say that but high settings on average frame rates or medium settings with you know shadows and reflections pushed to max it will do 60 plus fps also an advantage for msi laptops is they have started shipping all their laptops and all their panels are color corrected so you will get at least a 94 percent srgb calibrated screen with any msi laptop that you pick up
0: so again it's a huge uh, i think it's a huge deal for all the graphic designers out there definitely who might need definitely. accurate colors um, in order for editing and all of that so right. that's a plus point there in that range
1: yeah it comes with an m.2 ssd installed again i said 512 gigs and uh, it is like most of the productivity laptops out there. It's going to lend itself more to portability than storage. On the gaming side, again, I have an MSI laptop to recommend. That is the MSI GP627RD. Comes around about seventy to seventy-five thousand. Uh, again, it your mileage might depend on what kind of shops that you visit. It will come with an i7 eight gen CPU, the eighty-seven fifty H. The CPUs, mobile CPUs or laptop CPUs that come with an H uh, suffix to them by Intel are overclockable. So you cannot overclock them manually, but they come overclocked from the factory. So it will automatically boost to the highest clock speed that you need to when you're running heavier workloads. So if you're running a heavier game and all, the CPU will take care of how much ever boost it has to provide for you to get a smooth gaming experience. It comes with a 15.6-inch Full HD screen, uh, again color corrected. It has a GTX 1050, GDDR5 2GB of RAM model.
0: Finally, a uh, good Nvidia graphics card.
1: Yeah, GTX 1050 has proved itself time and again in the mid-range section. There is no other GPU that gives that much power for so that much money. It has an SSD, it will come with an M.2 SSD of 128 gigs, I think, of memory and uh, A separate hard drive with one terabyte of memory, so you'll have plenty of space to store your games. It has a single color backlight keyboard, it's white, not red, as had been the trend with MSI. And at this price range, you start now getting things like Gigabit Ethernet and HD audio and USB 3.0 ports and Type-C ports and everything like this will become standard now. Yeah, so this is a solid performer. I myself use an MSI laptop and an msi laptop
0: and i think yeah we can vouch for it for sure i can
1: definitely
0: vouch for this yeah and though there's one other recommendation from my side which came in a bit later i think in a more recent times after the whole ryzen third gen third gen launch i think it was from the asus lineup i'm not sure about the model though but i think it was really popular on amazon for a time being i remember i recommended it to somebody and five laptops got bought from that hostel apparently all of them so the specifications were uh again uh ryzen 5 third gen um i think it was an h series processor so overclockable um 8 gigs it had 128 gigs ssd 1 tb hard disk normally and a gpu of 1660 gtx 1660 so that was i, I think that is what excited me more in terms of a recommendation that was the price range during discounted periods around 50 55 000. but i think right now on a more traditional price range you'll find it around i think 70 uh, in that price range amazon was uh, crazily selling this for some time in a usually discounted rate. i don't know why but that was good steal because like you got 1660 right and that's a huge i think 20 percent upgrade from 1050 in terms of performance wise too much lingering around the seventy-five thousand mark let's move on to the more media section the one lakh Price mark. Uh, which laptop recommendation do you have in this area?
1: So, for the 1 lakh range, uh, disclaimer for the work laptop, I might get beaten for this by multiple people, but I myself recommend the MacBook Air Retina 2019. What? This price range. Yes, I know it sounds very weird, but I've heard, I've seen, I've talked to many people who use MacBooks for their work, and if you are in the place where you're just doing light and to medium video editing, or uh, something like that, or you just work on, work on spreadsheets and everything like that. I would recommend that you go with MacBook Air. The only reason being that hardware is absolutely unparalleled at this price. You'll get a laptop that looks sleek, looks good. It might give you a little bit problem shifting to Mac OS from Windows, and I think that is to be expected. But I myself, being a person that tinkers with laptops, do not like Apple. I do not like Mac OS. I do not like how they limit their users. But I think it's very important to see recommendations from a non-techie standpoint and from that perspective when i ask people do they like the mac os or not people who are not very tech savvy they generally tend to say yes because i don't know it maybe it looks very pleasing to the eyes you don't have to
0: learn it. There is something to be said about the user experience though that I understand why people who are not tech-savvy might, you know, prefer that. Definitely. But Like, there's always a bad blood between me and Apple, I think. It's just majorly because of the way they restrict the users and the second part is the price. Like, for the same price, I can obviously get a more better-performing laptop which I might have to tinker with, which I like, but I understand, you know, where you come from, where you're saying from a non-tech-savvy perspective, I think MacBook is a really good option.
1: Again, in my defense, I would like to say MacBooks are very portable, you can carry them around anywhere, it gives excellent battery life, so if you're going for work, you can go ahead without thinking. It starts from 93k with I think a 256 gig memory variant and if you go a little bit higher, if you can afford to spend, if you're spending 92k, I'm assuming you can spend, uh, afford to spend 5 to 10k more. If you wait for a little while, you can go for the 122, 122,000 range where they give you 512 gig SSD and that will mean you will not need any memory at all. Yeah. Having said that, let's shift to gaming. Again, in a gaming standpoint, for laptops, one lakh rupees I think still is a very low price range because you see laptops that exceed two lakh, they go to three, four lakh rupees. And if you want performance where, for example, I let you know I bought my laptop, it's a GE series MSI laptop. It was definitely above 1 lakh fifty thousand. At the time I bought it was Top of the line, it has an i7 8-gen processor. It has a GTX 1070. And you need, at a minimum, this kind of a laptop to play AAA titles on ultra settings at full HD. So, I myself play games like Ghost Recon Breakpoint by Ubisoft, Taunton Studios' Forza Horizon 4 and everything at full HD. Ultra settings with shadows and uh, reflections pushed to the max. And I can still simultaneously run Discord. I can record gameplay i can stream without any hitch or without any drops in fps i get fps at around 70 to 80 fps so you are going to want to spend a little more but if you are bound by 1 lakh it's going to be a trade-off between you either get a good gpu or a very good cpu i think i have found the perfect balance as of now it's the asus tough fx 505 dv al 1360 It comes at uh, around 98,000 to 1,17,000 depending on where you buy it from. The only reason I chose this laptop over every other laptop in this price range is because this is the only laptop I saw that came with an RTX graphic card
0: whoa okay that's a big upgrade
1: exactly so if you're not familiar with this particular range nvidia now has two different range it has had it since 2018 i guess that was the first time it launched which is gtx and rtx rtx basically means ray tracing so i'll give you a little crash course on what ray tracing is when you see light in game reflections, shadows, and basically light that fills the environment anywhere. What they used before was a screen space reflection where they would take the light source, take the direction of the light and take the kind of light source and average out what the light should look like. What ray tracing does is completely turn this concept on its head where it actually treats light as rays of light and within a particular given area tracks its reflection and uses that deflection to cast shadows. So games tend to become much more photorealistic. I wouldn't say better necessarily always, but they definitely become more photorealistic and that is something that is not discountable ever in a game.
0: Though I'm not sure about in which cases it might not really look that good again it hits the performance in some areas but i recently saw a video on the rtx version of some of the minecraft areas and it was absolutely beautiful to look at minecraft a game which is not too graphically demanding it's just blocks right of different colors but when you add the feature of ray tracing if anybody just google and get images of videos there was a recent i think linus tech tips uh, did a video on rtx minecraft build and he showed it has become quite popular video since then so do visit that you'll see how amazing the RTX feature turns the whole Minecraft environment into. So that's something to, you know, look out for. So,
1: yes, to get to the specs of the lab, it has, again, an AMD Ryzen 7 processor. It's the Ryzen 7 3750H. Yeah, it's a pretty beefy processor. It is factory overclocked. It gives you, again, as I said, RTX 2060, which is the best GPU that you can get at this price range. It has a full HD 15.16 screen. It has a one terabyte SSD. Does not come with an HDD though.
0: I think one terabyte SSD at this point of time is it's good enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it. I don't think you will need any more space. And of of course, you can spend a little less and buy external drives to store your files and everything. Since it is kind of future proof, since everyone is moving to cloud storage. As Anshul knows, I used to be a huge disponent of using cloud storage uh, solutions. I like to keep all my files local. But even I have moved to storing things more on the cloud because starting from cloud service, just becoming much more convenient and integration becoming better and cost coming down. I think one terabyte SSD is not going to give you any problems.
0: That is true. Like, I realized the importance of cloud storage when my hard disk crashed. I lost around 900 gigs of data. You know, that is when I realized the importance of cloud storage. Please just. Follow the backup policies. If you have an offsite backup, please do that, or put it on cloud. If that's not a feasible option, definitely. But yeah,
1: I think we're getting quite saturated. So <laughs> yeah. it has sixteen gigabytes of DDR four RAM. Again, rated for twenty four hundred megahertz. You can go up to twenty six sixty six megahertz while upgrading. It has a one twenty hertz panel. It's still an IPS panel, but it looks absolutely gorgeous because it is anti anti-clear. It has the matte cover and everything. It's a backlit keyboard, white backlight. Comes with Windows 10 pre installed and uh, it has Bluetooth 5.0, it has wireless LAN up to 5 GHz, it has Gigabyte Ethernet, everything that you want. Again, if you're buying a gaming laptop, whatever price range I mentioned, be it this 50,000 rupee price range, 75,000 rupee price range, or 1 lakh rupee price range. If you're expecting good battery life from these laptops, I would suggest you reconsider because these laptops have hardware that is very demanding on power and battery is not going to be one of the strong points for these laptops. Having said that Asus has good reputation as it comes to battery life not long term but short term they give a lot more battery life than the common uh,
0: I'm not sure if MSI holds up to that one from my personal experience though
1: it does not MSI definitely does not hold up to it but then MSI gives you overclocked CPUs out of the box so I think that is something to consider with Intel CPUs at that price range it's hard to do.
0: That is true that is absolutely true that's it I think for the laptop recommendations I think we have talked to of- quite a bit i didn't expect i was thinking more combining the desktop builds and the laptop part into one podcast apparently that will not be the case so i think that's it for the laptop recommendations hopefully for everybody who is listening this might help you in giving you options while researching at least jotting down the important things that you might require depending on your usage depending whether it's more for work or for gaming and accordingly you know prioritizing components i guess we were helpful in some way to some people
1: i would like to think that yes so another thing as we go away from the laptop topic and we're finishing up with this anyone looking to buy laptops recently might want to wait for a few months if you can prefer if you can afford to wait because AMD is coming out with the Ryzen 4000 series of laptop GPUs and msi has actually announced their bravo series of gaming laptops that will come with the ryzen 7 4800 processors and radeon graphic cards dedicated gpus i'm definitely excited for that these laptops look absolutely beautiful in whatever renders msi has released for now and i'm expecting a huge jump in performance according to what they're doing in the desktop space so yeah if you can wait I would prefer you wait and keep an eye out for that. You might just get a very good deal for your money.
0: And obviously, with laptop, it's after a year, you always get a better laptop at a better price. The sweet spot is right after the release of top-line these processors. You just go buy it out because if you wait too long, you'll probably wait for another year for a new series of processors. That's basically it. That's about it for this part of the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll meet you soon. Bye. Goodbye, guys. This episode was recorded in mid-April so some of these recommendations might have become out of date because there are new series of processors and laptops that have released in the past month. So please do your due diligence and search for the best options on the internet. Reach out to us on social media platforms if you want new recommendations and suggestions on how to look out for laptops for specific use cases. We will be covering computer parts and computer building in the next part of the episode. So, see you. Bye. Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.